Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the blog, the website, and the podcast that you go to in order to be able to learn more about different travel destinations, in order to discuss them as a community, to hopefully inspire you to travel more, and ultimately to help you to enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me on a variety of different platforms, starting with my website, which is theprofessortravel.com. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook, both at theprofessortravel.com. I'm now available on TikTok for all you youngsters out there uh, at theprofessortravel. If you are on Instagram, you can find me at the underscore professor underscore travel. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at theprofessortr1. And then, of course, if you are a blogger, I'm on blogspot at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I have a returning visiting professor, Kiana Albert. Thank you very much for joining me again. How are you doing? Great. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me again. Oh, thank you for coming back. We had such a wonderful time with the last time we talked about Belize. Um, so uh, talk to us, uh, just and just for those students who maybe this is their first video of you, um, talk to us a little bit about your credentials, maybe some of your educational background and some places that you've traveled before. Sure. So... Hi guys, if we're meeting for the first time, I'm Kiana. Um, I'm located in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I'm currently a senior biology college student at Misericordia University, and I'm gonna be starting the physician assistant program at Marywood in mid-May. Um, I did quite a bit of travel during undergrad. So some of the places I've been have been Ireland, I went to France, Belize, um, Jamaica, obviously, since that's what we're talking about, um, and a few places in between. Now, for the students who are not aware of this, or people who don't know about why there's a Jamaican bobsled in this picture, do you, can you give us a little bit of an, do you know the story behind that? Um, so if you haven't seen Cool Runnings, which is like a fabulous uh, movie from back in the day, <laughs> uh, Jamaica actually had their own bobsled team, which sounds ridiculous because there's obviously no snow in Jamaica, um, but they made their own bobsled team, trained in the lands of Jamaica, shipped off into the, the polar areas and yeah had a bobsled team did very well made a great movie <laughs> yeah they i believe they even tried out for the olympics so i mean it was yeah, definitely something that was definitely cheered upon so um talk to us why did you go to jamaica what was the what was the goal this time around um so i typically do a lot of service work through my university and this is actually probably my last trip that i'm taking in undergrad um and i just love like tropical areas i'm not gonna lie um and since <laughs> i went to Belize, i was like i have to go somewhere else that's tropical and lovely so yeah i had to do it <laughs> awesome um that does bring up a question now moving from your undergraduate into your graduate level program as you're going to be moving forward with this will you have the opportunities to do some travel service work in the future yeah, I know a few of the students um, at the university that I'll be going to have done some of their like clinical work abroad, which is like 
something I've been thinking about. Um, but I also have um, some like personal plant trips planned as well. Um, so stay tuned. I might be back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely talk more about that because I'm definitely be interested in this. Now, how long in advance did you have to plan for this trip, or um, as, as far as how did the how did the school set it up for you? So this is actually a funny story. I originally applied for the trip, but they filled it with everybody else because I went to Belize. So I got kind of pushed to the bottom of the list. And then, you know, fate happens to me all the time. It's crazy. Um, but probably like a month before all of like the, the fees and stuff were due, the lady that runs um, the ministry groups at my campus was like, oh my God, hey, everybody's dropping out. Do you want to go? And I was like, absolutely. So I didn't really have much time to plan for this whatsoever. Um, my life's a mess. So this happens to me all the time. Um, so pretty much like a month, I, you know, got all the funds ready and on the list to go. Wow. That is really fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now with Jamaica, do you need a travel visa or is your passport okay for that? Yeah, passport was fine. The only thing that I do recommend when you go to these different tropical areas is to check with your primary care physician if you need um, different immunizations and whatnot. I didn't have to do that for this trip, but it is something to think about. Absolutely. And I definitely recommend that. Even if you go through like an HMO or PPO, you can go, uh, they may be able to recommend a travel doctor in order to help mm -hmm. you with that process. Um, was the Was there a certain... Were there certain dietary challenges that you were preparing for in order to go to Jamaica? Because I know later on this year, I'm planning on going to India. And that actually mm -hmm. does require a little bit of prep work for you to retune your digestives. Yeah. Um, did you have anything <laughs> like that that you were going to have to do for Jamaica? Yeah, so I'm actually a vegan, which makes travel a little bit interesting for me in general. Um, the great thing about Jamaica, though, is that they have so many options. Um, I don't think I had any issues where I couldn't find something to eat. And I'm pretty sure I stuffed myself a little bit too much every single time. Um, but I don't think anybody really had issues. They were very accommodating, um, which is fabulous. So fellow vegans out there, don't be alarmed. If you want to travel, there's always something. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. I know, I, I know I, someone I'm married to is a vegan now. So, uh, right. yep, absolutely. Definitely helpful. Um, so let's talk about the actual vacation itself. What did you have to think about in terms of the prepacking process for this? Um, I think, okay, I actually touched about this a little bit, uh, in our Belize video. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out, check that out. Um, I am the lightest packer. It's a little obnoxious, but I'm like, I don't need anything <laughs> and it's awful. So I fit everything into this little, um, backpack carry on mm -hmm. and, um, shorts, obviously tank tops, t-shirts. Um, something to think about though, is we wanted to bring sunscreen and bug spray. And that's not something that you can typically bring on a carry on um, unless you get the travel size. So to bring the big ones, we actually ended up, I think, checking a bag as a group and splitting the cost just so people could bring their sunscreen and bug spray. Now, do you, do you plan then to purchase the toiletries when you get to your destination or is it something where you maybe will do that at an airport location? How do, how do you normally go about doing that? Um, so like I usually bring like a travel sized, uh, the reusable shampoo bottles and whatnot. Um, you can purchase things there, I do like try to stay away from buying things at the airport just because they do jack up the price, especially when you first land. Cause you're like, Oh, look at all the things you forgot. And you're like, yeah, you're right. I did forget all these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is a, I think grocery stores, um, pretty much they're everywhere. Uh, let's just say that. Um, so there is opportunity to purchase things if you forgot them. I typically try to bring like reusable, um, items. So like I brought my face wash and these cute little tube things and like one of those little cheap pack reusable packs that I got from like target or something. Okay, cool. And then how long was this trip going to be for? This one was 
I think six days. Okay. So there was, so you didn't need to bring like laundry detergent or anything kind of like that. No. What was nice about the facility that we stayed at is that they had free laundry, um, which was like really nice, especially for the really light packer like myself, who was like, I probably should have brought an extra pair of pants. (laughs) And then I didn't. (laughs) Now, um, since we're talking about the facility that you, that you were at, uh, was this more of like a, a, like a shared hostel type situation or how did you guys manage to do this? Um, so what's cool about my university is that we have like a lot of weird religious connections because we are a Catholic school um, and people that go on the trip aren't Catholic, if that's going to be a question. No. Um, <laughs> however, uh, so we usually stay within like a church community. So we have like the Sisters of Mercy that founded our school that we have connections with. So we stayed in like, I want to say it's like three different houses that travel groups could come and stay with. And it was through a church in the local area of Mandeville. So I think there was like three groups, including us all staying in this one shared community. Okay. That's cool. So let's start, let's, uh, so let's start to talk about the basic beginnings of this trip. So what was the parking situation? Like, I assume you left out of Philly. Is that correct? We did. Yeah. And this actually went a little different this time. So we had a friend that stayed, I was going on the trip. She lives in Allentown, okay. uh, which is probably like, an hour, hour and a half away from the airport. So we stayed the night there and God bless this woman's parents. They were fabulous. They woke up at 4 a.m. with us and, you know, got on their vans and drove us all down to the airport. Oh, it's crazy. They were great. It was um, probably the best case scenario because I, I think in Belize we talked about how I left my car in the street outside of this one university. <laughs> so we've improved since then. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. And which, yeah. uh, which airline did you decide to fly on this time? Uh, I think same as last time was the American Airlines. Okay, cool. Are you actually a loyalty member of American Airlines? Um, the only reason that we go through them is our school is, I think, for legal reasons, has to go through a travel agent, and I think they prefer to go through American Airlines. That makes sense. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. awesome. So um, I'm assuming I'm assuming it was a direct flight from Philly to Jamaica, or was there a stop off somewhere along the way? Yeah, for us, it was a direct flight. And I think this was like the shortest flight I've ever had. So that was like fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, it was fantastic. Yes, finally. <laughs> okay. So uh, when you land in Jamaica, what are the what are the cities that you're going to be visiting while you're there? Um, so we landed in Montego Bay. Okay. And then we spent the majority of our time in Mandeville. And the interesting thing about Jamaica is obviously it's a, an island. So everything is probably within like three hours drive. Um, so it took us about three hours to get to where we were staying. And then some of the places that we went um, were Lionel Town. We went to Treasure Beach. So we kind of drove all over the place. But yeah, like I said, everything so close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you had a little bit of an excursion. Um, now, were any of these, like, were you, did you already have, like, pre-planned excursions? Or was it just kind of like a, we're going to go where we go as, we need, as we're needed for service? Um, so we did have an itinerary, but every time that we planned one, I don't even know why we bother because... <laughs> It turned out to be a mess anyway. Um, So some of the things that we did plan on doing was we worked with Mustard Seed, which was an organization um, with disabled individuals. We went, played with the kids and individuals that were there, um, which was great. So that was something that actually went according to plan. And um, another excursion that we did was, I forget where it was located, but we actually built a house for a woman that Mm -hmm. was in need. And that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. So neat. Uh 
That sounds awesome. Good job. So walk us through the itinerary. So you you land at the airport, everybody gets their bags, you're on your three-hour ex- <laughs> directional thing to the through the location. Talk uh-huh. to me on a day-by-day basis. What were some activities that you would do on a regular basis day by day? And by the way, just so I don't forget this ahead of time. Yeah. What was the, how different is the diet over there for not only yourself, but for some of the meat eaters that were involved in that process as well? Um, so what's awesome about Jamaica is they're, they have like a huge local cuisine that they um, are very passionate about. Um, one of those would be the Aki fruit. Um, yeah. So that's like a, a fruit that actually tastes like eggs and they'll prepare it with like a swordfish or some other saltwater fish, um, which is like their staple. So for breakfast, you're eating fish <laughs> or if you're me, you're eating the Aki fruit. Um, but um, what's great is that they have all these different fruits and vegetables that they pretty much know all of the like history of how the fruits were grown and the plants and how they cultivate the plants. Everybody has, you know, the same fruits in their backyard. They pull mangoes off the trees. So you're eating a lot of like local authentic foods that, you know, haven't been processed, um, which is very different than like what I'm used to at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So although it was a little, um, per always, whenever you travel, it's a little difficult for your digestive system to get used to that. Um, I think because everything was so fresh and like well-prepared that I really didn't have any issues. (laughs) Um, but I think um, I think just be mindful, especially because they have like the Jamaicans are so tied to their cuisine. So trying to embrace what they bring you and being open-minded about different things. So although I couldn't eat the fish in the aki dish, I could still eat parts of it. Um, I do want to actually ask you about aki for just a second because we're not allowed to have that in the U.S. I believe it's illegal, correct? Um. I hope not because I literally just shipped a can of it okay. to my house. Well, don't don't say anything in case that was the case. Um, but I, I, mean, I, no, I, I think it, I think it at least used to be illegal. Right. Um, so it was like one of those imported fruits that we couldn't have because I think there is some risk of it being poisonous or something like that. I yeah. Think. So the pit of the aki fruit is actually poisonous. So if you eat the flesh parts, which is what they prepare, um, you're absolutely fine. So I'm so if that's the case, you could probably get aki that's been processed without the seeds. Okay. That's what I would say. I'll have to do more research. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, just in case we have anybody that is interested in doing that. Not that you would ever do yeah. that, but just letting us know ahead of time. So if you see my, pa- my picture in the paper getting arrested, <laughs> you know what happens. <laughs> so wonderful. Girl goes on a charitable trip and comes back arrested. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so moving on. Um, so so let's talk about <laughs> let's, let's let's move away from that. Let's talk about some of the other things that you did while you were over there. Let's talk about um, a, take us on a day by day over the six days that you were there. Okay, yeah. So the first day was definitely like our most like pre-planned day. Um, so that included the mustard seed experience that I talked about with disabled individuals. Um, we went to a, um, nursing home for elderly that were abandoned by their families. Mm. Um, so that was really interesting and seeing their facility and how that's different from ours, which is really cool because they, what I've noticed in, in different countries, um, nursing homes are more open and you can see more of like the environment, more lights coming in compared to like what we think of when we think of a nursing home. So that was neat. Um, and what else did we do that? Was the nursing home supported by the sisters of mercy or was it something that was more of like, a agency supported by the, by the government of Jamaica? 
this was a, I think it was a Sisters of Mercy as well. What's interesting about this place is that they would rotate in sisters from around the, the world. So we had a group of sisters that had actually just arrived the same day that we did, um, that had just started taking care of these individuals. So that was really cool to like meet them and hear of their experiences as well. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So what did um, you do after that? Sorry. What did you say? Oh, I was saying, so so what did you guys end up doing after okay. that? Yes. Um, so like I said, day one was most structured day two and so on, you know, things, life, life takes hold. Uh, <laughs> but some of the cool things that we did was we built a house that took two days um, for us to do. Um, and a lot of people, when they go to Jamaica, they typically stay on the coast. So they don't get to experience um, some of the, the lives that the Jamaicans are actually experiencing. So we had this one woman and she had four kids and they were living in this one room house at the time. Um, so we built this house that was, I think three or four rooms. And although that may seem like a small deal to us, this was life changing for her and her family. And to see how thankful she was for our presence was just so heartwarming. It was beautiful. Everybody was crying. It was great. I know it was beautiful. I think, like I said, one of the most profound experiences that I've ever had. Um, and then, so like that took up most of our time really. Um, when we, our last day was more of like a a play day. So we went to, um, the salt river and it's like this big, you can see through the water. It's so clear. And there's like this rope swing and we're all like, here's all these Americans trying to play on the rope swing. And then all these Jamaicans coming in, they're like crazy, like going up these trees and they're jumping off into the water. Oh my God. It was insane. So much fun. (laughs) Speaking of, speaking of the trees in the area within that general vicinity, did you have an Mm -hmm. opportunity to experience any wildlife that was in the general area? Um, So unlike Belize, they don't really have monkeys, especially because we were more inland this time. There wasn't a lot of water. There was um, some local birds that were really nice to see. Um, For the most part, pretty much it was just like the birds um, but there is, I forget what they're called. But there's something like, else that we saw that was off like a Jamaican, Jamaican kind of animal. That's like, uh, typically in like for like the, uh, like the tropical setting, but I can't think of what it's called. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> you okay. can update your students no later on. <laughs> well, that's okay. What, I mean, were they colorful or like, were they like sizable? Like yeah. Or? I can't even remember what it was. Cause one of the other students saw other than me. Hmm. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Thank you so much, Guiana. I would love that. Okay, cool. So it sounds like you had a very worthwhile trip and it sounded yeah. like you were able to help a lot of people. So that's awesome. So continue to do the great work that you do as far as that goes. <laughs> so what was the return process like? Talk to me a little bit about that. Um, so we also took back, um, went through American Airlines to get back another direct flight. What was interesting about this return, um, was that I was the only one stopped by airport security because I bought this candle, which I actually have right here. I bought this lovely candle, um, that they could not identify in my, uh, uh, luggage. So they had to like tear everything apart and everybody's waiting for me. And I started like sweat and panic. Um, but other than that, (laughs) it was a good, good return experience. (laughs) Well, at least at least you brought something back, which is nice, yeah. apart from just the stories. So good job for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some post-vacation thoughts. Um, what were some of the pros of going to a place like Jamaica? I mean, obviously you've been to Belize before, but what would you say is the difference as far as what? why, why go to Jamaica over, say, Belize if you had to choose one location to help with? 
Um, I think what was different about Jamaica was how connected I felt with all of the locals. It's really not an experience that I had before. I really tried to communicate with the individuals from the countries that I'm visiting just because to see their take on the world, to understand how they see things. Um, and never before have I felt like this really deep connection um, that what, like what I felt with the Jamaicans. They were just so happy to have us there and wanted to learn about us and we wanted to learn about them. And it was just like this really beautiful um, relationship that we formed with everyone that we encountered. I don't think we met one person that wasn't interested in us and happy to see us, you know, and tell us about their land. So that was just a wonderful experience that I think was very unique to Jamaica. Very nice. Um, I didn't bring this up before, but I know because of Bob Marley, the Rastafarian movement and everything that was going on there, mm-hmm. was, was there a lot of uh, like steel drum music and things that you were able to experience along the way? Yeah, it was really cute. Everywhere we went, um, there's like little um, like stands and whatnot of people trying to sell you like mixtapes, <laughs> which is so fun. But what I was expecting was what you were describing was this type of music. And what's funny was our driver, we had um, a man that was working through the universe or not the university, the um, the place that we were staying. So he was driving us and he purchased one of these mixtapes and I was ready for the tr- traditional Jamaican music. No, what we got was Sam Smith and Adele and it was just so funny that this is what we purchased. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't know they were so big down in Jamaica, so good for them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on, 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 on the flip side of that, what would be mm-hmm. something that maybe a first time traveler to Jamaica probably should be aware of. Sure. So um, what was interesting is when we originally landed in Montego Bay, you look around and you see all of the resorts, right? Um, and there's actually like a, this um, stigma around the Jamaicans because people only ever experience the Jamaicans at these resorts and they never come more inland and exp- like experience the Jamaicans where they live, you know? So it's just something to think about that when you travel to places to sometimes get off the resorts and you do have to be careful for like security reasons when you do this, depending on where you go. But something to keep in mind is actually talk to the locals um, and learn more about how they live more than just, you know, what you're expecting from the resort. Because I feel like there's so much more that you can get from an experience when you go and see people in their normal environment. So they're the ones that are comfortable. They're the ones that can tell you, you know, their history and why they love their country mm-hmm. outside of the resorts that people typically go to when they think of Jamaica. So it's less of a sanitized experience and much more of a cultural enrichment piece. Exactly. Like I definitely travel for the culture. And if you're going for the relaxation, I understand that. And that's wonderful. But, you know, if you want to take a day to really jump outside your comfort zone and, you know, learn more about a country in a way that you probably wouldn't if you just stayed in this one really um, controlled environment, you know? Yeah. All right. And were there any type of value adds, cost savings or best practices that you would recommend to someone going down in that area? I don't know what the cost ratio is between the U.S. dollar and, and the money that you have down in Jamaica. Um, I think the most costing thing for me was um, buying things at like little shops and grocery stores outside of the airport. Cause there is a, um, uh, a brand called blue mountain. They make like different coffees. soaps. Mm. that candle that I showed you yeah. um, that's very popular to Jamaica. And they typically try to sell that in the airports, but you can get that at, like half price. If you decided to take the, like go and purchase that at the sh- local shops Um so I'd advise just looking around while you're, you know, going about your day and maybe saving a little bit of money there instead of waiting until you're about to ship home. And as a best practice, even if you can't find something that you saw at the airport, 
most likely when you get back to the airport, you can purchase it there anyways, it, just yeah. in case. So there's always that. Well, Kiana, I want to thank you so very much. If people wanted to see pictures of your wonderful journeys, um, I believe you have the Instagram, uh, which is the underscore wind underscore cries underscore Kiana, spelled K-E-A-N-A for all the people on the podcast. Is that correct? That's me. Yep. Feel free to follow me. I share photos. You can always reach out. Um, I love making new friends, so feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, thank you so much, Kiana. And by the way, if you, if any of the students on this have any questions for me, you can always reach me at scott at theprofessortravel.com. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, if you'd like to know when new videos are released ahead of time, you can click the bell icon up at the top of your screen in order to be able to be notified when that happens. If you haven't already subscribed, we certainly do appreciate it. Feel free to subscribe to the channel. If you like this video and you'd like to see more content like this, please hit the like button. And if you're listening on any of the podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, we certainly do appreciate any type of notifications or um, you know star ratings. Just let us know. That helps us out. Um, but again, Kiana, thank you so very much for being on this. And we thank look forward to seeing you again. Um, as far as the students on this, please make sure to make every day a travel adventure. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting The Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with The Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.